Hello, and welcome to an unconventional guide to success, where we are exploring concepts and discussing real life examples, showing that the path isn't linear and the journey to success is self-defined. My name is Linda Misagatis. And I'm Scott Montgomery. And we will be your guides. And in your book, you, there's a quote that you have in there, um, and I'm going to, you know, I'm not, I can't, I can't remember who said this, but um, you're talking about compassion and communication, and you say com- uh, compassion starts with empathy and the turns outward with an intent to help. With compassion, leaders make the conscious choice to turn emotion into action, and in doing so, compassionate leaders are perceived as stronger and more competent, able to make decisions and get things done. And compassion in an organization triggers other positive outcomes, improve collaboration, trust, and team loyalty. So talk a little bit about compassion and communication. Like, why did you feel like that was an important quote to kind of put in um, in thinking about this? Well, it's a really, it's really timely to the last thing we just talked about, about making choices, right? So um, and leadership and, and and a lot of uh, what we talk about is applied to business, but and then kind of rolls into family gyms. Your husband, Caitlin's my wife. They're also yeah. Caitlin's my partner in business. Anyway, um, I think it's I think it's it's an interest compassion to me, and the way it's been defined is learned, and empathy and, and empathy is reflexive, and compassion yeah. is reflective. Very different. Interesting. And yeah. being that compassion is reflective, you get to f- create a choice and you can learn and 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 sort of expand on your compassion, like you just described, like we're talking about making a choice. Right. With with empathy, it's being reflexive. It's it's also sort of that back to the amygdala and the science of it all. And right. when you have empathy, it's sort of inherent. And it's sort of a, you know, what you want to do with your, you know, empathy. But mm-hmm. it's one is sort of inherent and one is sort of learned. And that I makes think, sense. and I think when you're making choices in business, you know, I don't, I don't know where to even run with that for you or for us or for our viewers in the, in the notion only that compassion is really important to bring to your leadership style. And it ties back to what you should always bring to communication. You have a choice. Yeah. You have a choice because there are people that are going to come to you that are ill-intended. I'm not yes, saying everything's yeah. rosy and everybody's always pleasant, but then there's an option and a compassionate response to that could be equally as ill-intended intentionally, or it right. could be, I'm going to address this differently and the communication is going to be more productive. That makes a lot of sense. Well, and that's a good lead into my next question that I was going to talk a little bit about is tone. Tone in communication is also really important, right? And I <laughs> yeah. am, um, I, I recognize it more and more, again, terrible at it, but I recognize it. So I figure that's a step in the right direction um, is that because again, Jim, who is unfortunately the receiver of my <laughs> negative tone most of the time, um, you know, he will make, con- <laughs> yeah, I know, poor Jim, um, he will say, um, and I, I've started to pay more attention to it, like how I speak to people on the phone or people at work. I actually show them probably more compassion and empathy and understanding than with when I'm talking to Jim. And I don't, I don't necessarily know why that is um, as far as how my brain is wired, but I am starting to recognize more and more in things that I didn't 
I hadn't seen in the past, you know, so if you stop and listen to yourself and hear what you're saying um, and recognize that, um, you know, again, that whole ill intent or why is a question being asked or what's the situation or why do I choose to have a negative tone, you know, or snap at a question or something. And so I do think that um, that that's an interesting, uh, you know, piece in all of this. And what are you, you know, kind of like what are your thoughts around that whole tone um, situation. Yeah. So I started running around in my mind. A couple of things that I also do when I communicate with people and I'm trying more and more to be more vulnerable in my approach. And I even did it with you yesterday when I sent an email and said, listen, I'm asking a question here and it could be misinterpreted as something that's a demand of me, but really I'm just trying to partner. And I really want you to know my curiosity is to better the process. And I felt good about my email. And I knew by the time you got to those words, you actually knew what I was trying to convey, right? Yes, 100%. So so that's a solutioning to when you're not in the room with someone, maybe say exactly what you mean and be vulnerable to, you know, the I love you at the end, because that's going to set the tone to be productive. Yeah. Tone, to me, automatically brings up also sort of body language, right? So we've got two things going Mm -hmm. on here. You're, you know, I, I talk to think and I'm a high energy, high D passionate, sort of loud guy, right? I'm talking to my wife about something that's super serious and I'm processing it out loud and I get louder. She's going on guard saying, why are you yelling at me? What what the hell is going on here? And I, and I'm learning and it's a hard one for me to learn. Whoa, I just need to bring it down. I need to dial it down just a notch Because this was not, my tone was not directed at her. My tone was directed at the intensity of what I was processing out loud with her. Yes, yes. I totally get that. And I know what you mean. Because I've had that happen before myself, where if I get, I get escalated, I'm not angry. I'm just passionate about it. So I'm like, it, it comes across. And because I guess I'm so mild most of the time that then when I do, it looks like, you know, holy cow, you know, take a step back. What is wrong with you? Why are you? So, so it could, the opposite can, uh, you know, can happen where you're very high energy uh, most of the time um, anyway. And then you take it up an even higher notch and then, you know, it's like, yeah, then it's like, holy cow, I can't. And now I really do think that maybe you're angry with me. So I could see that definitely. I think that's really important um, in what I'm curious to. So the other thing that's so critical in all of that, where this kind of feeds into um, with uh, things like the nonverbal, so the body language we mm-hmm. talked a little bit about, yeah. um, and then also how important the feedback loop is. Um, and it, I think, you know, one of the things that I think is important, and this this all ties to the whole thing around partnerships, relationships, you know, it comes with trust as well, right? So you're, in order to take, um, maybe to even give and receive feedback. There's a level of trust in all of that as well. Um, but I, I, what are your, you know, what are your thoughts when it comes to the feedback loop? So a couple things for me, um, I wanted to finish on body language too, because if our viewers are benefiting from what we've learned in our career decades yeah. and what we're trying to share, what I'm trying to share in the book and what we're trying to do here, body language is something I'm really wanting to emphasize for the next generation as as a father of three kids and as a guy who employs a lot of uh, emerging gen xers or the next gen i don't even know what gen it is but the the guys that are still trying to figure it out 
you know, bringing a notebook to a meeting, aiming their body my way, crossing their legs and pointing their toe my way, making eye contact. Yeah, eye contact's big to me too. Yeah, and simmer and hold yourself solid are things yeah. that I've I've watched a million people come into my office, slouch over, sit down without a notebook, chomp it on gum, and expect me yeah. to take them seriously. And I'm looking yep. at them going, and also... I think there's an elegance that comes of that, not an old school style of you need to be sitting prim and proper for me. Yes. Yeah, I get that. What you're relaying to me becomes more effective because I'm not distracted by your gum chomping. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's true. Yeah. And I I think it's really important to talk about, right? Like, so we talked about communication and emailing and how we the written word goes, tone and tenor of how you're actually speaking with someone and then how you're actually facing them and engaging them, perhaps touching them to keep the, keep and get their attention or transfer, transfer warm intent, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so these things are really important. And I also know in today's society, don't touch me. I, I get it. Yeah, 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 I know. It's, yeah. it's much different. Yeah, it's like six feet, please. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the last thing you asked about is feedback. So for an example, when I'm not getting clear communication from someone, the way I offer feedback is to offer further inquiry and slow myself down even more. Help, okay. me, un- help me understand. Yeah. Take a minute to think about how you're relaying information and let me then offer my feedback against what I truly understand you to be saying is really important than trying to just jam answers in and think, you know, everything. And I also struggle with that because I do tend to surround myself with, I know what's coming and yeah. I don't always know what's coming because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Very true. Very true. Yes. No. But I think I think it, feedback well, is important. And I also think that that's one of the reasons I got my coaching certification. It taught me all the components of your amygdala hijack, how to communicate effectively, how to listen more effectively, and then how to package all of that. And I think yeah. coaching people who need help doing that is is my response to your question. No, I think that's a great uh, response. And I think for me as well is um, learning some of those tips and tricks on, you know, repeat back what you heard Mm -hmm. so that if you're unsure, get clarification. Um, Because again, we sometimes make assumptions about what we think we heard or what we believe the person has said. And then sometimes we twist the intention in our head, right? So, So now we've like heard it and now we've assumed that this is what your intention is, even though that's not even what was said. I have now determined that that's what your intention is. And therefore now, no, no matter what you say, I'm like, nope, that was, I I can't hear it anymore kind of thing. So. Right. Right. I was talking to someone the other day. I was talking to a friend of mine about how he was comparing himself to a generation of uh, minority handicapped people. And I was explaining to him, he needed to be careful in doing that because He's never have he's never going to be a minority. So yeah, be careful that you how you communicate that they're teaching you a lesson because yes. you feel like you're one of them. And I was yes. I was so adamant to say to him in my communication, just be careful. I'm looking out for you. Right. I, I've learned that when I talk to women, I might have a perspective, but I'm never going to be a woman, so I can't tell them what they're feeling. Right. Yep. He was so hung up on what he was trying to do in that intention, he couldn't hear what I was saying. Yes. And I realized at that moment, I had to say to him, it's not 
what you're saying. It's how you're saying it. My my communication got clearer and more focused and a light bulb went off for him. And that's good. There was no ill intention, but there was a slippery intersection of a fight headed our way. (laughs) Well, and sometimes that can be the end of a friendship, you know, or or at least a pause. Uh, You know, I I remember during the, you know, you you used to, well, I was like, say, don't talk about politics or religion because those can be friend breakers. Um, You know, and so, and I, and there have been a lot of times throughout the years where you're right in those situations, if you don't. So the fact that you were aware enough to, to recognize that you were heading down a path. It was good because sometimes that is, you've got to stop for a minute and say how this person is receiving this information is not how I'm intending for it to be received. And so can I take a pause here and maybe redirect a little bit? So, I mean, that's pretty insightful on your part to take that approach, honestly. Well, and I think that's important to say, because that's what we're trying to share here on our podcast is take a minute. You you don't get to fix this by jamming it through. Take a minute do your Myers-Briggs assessments, do your DISC assessment, be self-aware, practice what you preach. You and I have been doing this for 35 years. Yes. I'm yep. only trying to introduce this to the early generation headed in because 100%, they have 35 yeah. years to master this. I just want to create an awareness for them. Yes, I totally agree. Well, and I think that's probably even a, more important today because so much of how communication happens, you know, you were talking a little bit about how you communicate with your kids through social media. <laughs> a lot of communication that happens with um, with the generations today is via social media mm-hmm. or Text. it's how they're, and again, not understanding, like even maybe with the best of intentions, but a lot of people, you know, they leave very negative comments or they decide, you know, maybe uh, I see this happen frequently where somebody will post uh, something that is important to them. And instead of just allowing them to be in that moment, because we do use these social media platforms and so allow them Mm -hmm. to be in that moment and feel the way that they do, somebody then feels compelled to come in and then uh, comment or or school that person or try to educate or redirect that person. And I just think... um, one, it's inappropriate. Um, and two, you have no idea what that person feels or what they're going right. through. And so it's really not your place. And you could make the argument if you put yourself out there in social media world, then you are um, automatically subjected to that. But I don't believe that because we live in a world where so much of how people um, project themselves now is through social media and platforms. Polished. And it's polished social yes. media platforms. Yes, exactly. Very much so. So I think that that also is a very slippery slope and has impacted communication because I think that's a big part of what's happening today is why so much miscommunication happens is because we're making assumptions based on what we believe the situation is or how we're interpreting right. the situation. So. so here comes listening in our communication. Yes, yes. Listening, listening is, is a so very, important. very big component and active listening versus passive listening. And there's so many different ways yes. to listen. And who knew? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I no, just it's thought so I had two well, ears. They- <laughs> yeah. Well, and I had to learn this because this was, again, a growth thing is that um, 
listen with the intent to hear, not with the intent to, to respond. Right. right. And that was a big growth thing for me because I will admit I was listening with the intent to respond oftentimes because it was so important for me to get my point across or to say what I wanted to say that I was no longer hearing what the person was saying. I was just right. listening to that break when I could just then say what I wanted to say type of thing. And so I agree. It's really important. Well, how key is that, Linda? I mean, and also isn't your life richer because you're actually relaying information that's got effective use and not just responding to nonsense, right? Yes. Yes. So true. Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting. And I love that we're able to get into that dialogue because there's a thousand scenarios every day. And also I still talk to hear myself talk sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's never ending. <laughs> well, and I still, um, I still listen with the intention to respond sometimes, you know, because that's like, <laughs> if I human. really want to see, yeah, it's like, I just kind of admit that uh, that is definitely a part of who I am. So, well, I think, you know, kind of maybe a good way to wrap up our session on communication is one of the things that you put in the book as well is about asking questions yeah. and how important it is to ask open-ended how, when, and what communications when communicating with someone. So I'm wondering if you could just maybe leave everybody with like an example of, of a situation where, where you might apply that type of um, approach. I think what's really important here, and I learned it early on in my career, to answer your question about you know how to inquire and ask questions and keep the communication fluid and flowing and on point. My personal preference Again, practicing this for 20 years from someone who taught it to me before ever even thinking about writing a book about it yeah. was help, help me understand. And when I, the hows and the whats and the whys are implied, right? Yeah. So if I'm not clear or I want to engage in deeper dialogue, I will in any topic say, help me understand. Whether that's help me understand more, help me understand deeper, help me understand tactically. Yeah. But I feel like that's such a great way for people to take the pause and move the conversation back to the relayer of information. Help me understand. Yeah. And so I yeah, think no. the who's and the what's and the why's and all that are in the book. And yeah, I'm sure there's pages and I know there are pages around how to communicate more effectively. But for me, that's a really good reset that's always appropriate. No, I love it. I think it's a great way to uh, to leave communication. Hope you enjoy this episode of an unconventional guide to success. In each episode, Scott and I will share experiences and relationships that have shaped us. Our next episode is all about leadership. Leadership is not about titles, positions, or flowcharts. It is about one life influencing another. John Maxwell. An Unconventional Guide to Success is an inspirational, motivated series hosted by Scott Montgomery and Linda Misagatis, recorded on Riverside.fm. Music, editing, and production by Logan Misagatis. Check out Scott Montgomery's new book, How Did You Get Here?, and all the helpful related materials at www.howdidyougethere.com. Thank you for joining us on our journey. If you would like to reach out to us, our contact information is in the show notes.